hey there, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing? It's good to see you. This uh, episode of the SBP is brought to you by my comedy dates. <laughs> Come see me do some comedy in the near future. Comedy dates and... Um, We got some music dates finally. Uh, Come check me out. I will be in Santa Cruz, California uh, this coming Friday, April 14th. I will be doing comedy at the Greater Purpose Brewery in Santa Cruz. And then uh, the following Sunday, uh, April 16th, I will be at the Branham Lounge in San Jose on 420. I believe that's a Thursday this week or this month. I'll be in San Jose doing comedy at, uh, at Liquid for a big 420 show. And then the next night, I will be at the Vikings Motorcycle Clubhouse, uh, April 21st in Hayward, California. And then a special, special performance of Hazards. That's right, the Zurge, the Haz. We're calling it the Hap Haz. Uh, we'll be playing May 27th. This was on the schedule before, and we took it off, and now we're back on. Uh, May 27th, Hazards will be playing Winter's Tavern in Pacifica, and we'll be doing a special performance. Come out to see the special performance, okay? And then I'm not supposed to announce announce this, but I'm going to announce it anyway. September 30th, September 30th, Zed playing the SoCal Heavy Jam in San Diego, California. Yeah, buddy. And I have a June date, a very special June date that I really can't announce yet. Otherwise, people will get really mad at me. But let's just say... It involves me in a microphone and my favorite thrash band of all time. I will say no more! Uh, And as always, as you know, because, you know, you check me out regularly and you know what I got going on. Music heard here on the SVP is not owned written, copywritten, or uh, licensed by me or the podcast. I ain't got the rights to the music that you hear here, that you hear here. I fucked that up. Anyway, don't sue me. Let's do a podcast. It's the Sean Boyles Podcast. Music. Comedy, drums, life, You never know, ladies and gentlemen. You never know what your day will bring you. You wake up in the morning and you have a plan for the day and you think you're going to do some shit and you just never know how your day will end up or what you will see out there in the world. Some wild shit out there, ladies and gentlemen. And when you least expect it, you might see something. And it, uh, and, and, every, and, and you might have seen it before. It might be something that you've seen before. But every time you see it, it's unexpected. And you're a little bit taken aback. And depending on the situation, you might have to play it off like, You are not surprised and or bothered by what you have just seen. I will explain in a minute. Welcome to the Shaw Boyles Podcast, episode 186. I am your host, Shaw Boyles. Uh, It is, what is today? April 11th, 2023. We are continuing on... In life, and in and in whatever you got going on, 
real quick, shout out to uh, Pete Munoz and Woodham's Lounge. Uh, last night, su- celebrating their 10th anniversary of an open mic. Woodham's Lounge has a special place in my heart. It was the first open mic that I ever tried doing comedy at. And I have Woodham's and Pete Munoz to thank for um, giving me and hundreds of comics in the Bay Area. Um, and not just regulated to the South Bay either. People come from all over the fucking place to hit that mic. Um, and has been a very crucial and a very important mic in the Bay Area. I know fucking the uh, San Francisco, com- literally the, the San Francisco comics will not give it its props, but everybody else in the Bay Area, including fucking Santa Cruz, out to fucking Sacramento and even some fucking cats up in the peninsula have come down to San Jose or Santa Clara actually where Woodhams is at and uh and touched that mic so uh shout out to them 10 years running they had a uh little festivities uh last night they had some uh had some food and uh they gave out awards um Mean Dave hosted the award ceremony part um, they gave out what they called the Woodies and their random, um, goofy categories that Pete comes up with and, uh, giving away little funny little trophies. So it was a cool night. I went down. Um, I actually got asked to do a set. However, I had to do a set right after all the awards and the, so they did three roast battles and then they did the awards and then they brought me up. The worst fucking spot to do um, <laughs> is right after a big uh, a big event. Uh, but I just ran through my shit. Nobody paid attention to me at all. But um, it is what it is, man. So uh, anyway, shout out to them. Um, we will do. We will run through the normal things this week. Uh, I will recap a couple of shows I had. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, you know, yeah, I watched a couple of movies. We'll recap, kind of talk about that. And um, we got a fat guy food hack this week. And uh, you know, reaction, and then the earworm, and you know how we do. Uh, so. Seeing some shit unexpectedly. Uh, I was doing some work with my man, Bungie Brent, today. And uh, we had demoed a bathroom a few weeks ago. And they needed to do some work in there before we can get back. Now we went back. We put up some sheetrock. Fixed some walls. I started doing some mudding. And then when we were done with that, we ran over to this other house. He has this, this woman has this window at her house. And they they have a leak. They're having this water damage. They can't figure out where the water's coming from. And Bungie Brent has some fucking water detector scenario, and he needs to. But the the conditions need to be very dry in order to. So he had set up that they were going to go over there and watch and, and and check out this window. However, it did rain in the Bay Area last night. It didn't like rain, and there was no rain in the forecast. But it was so misty. And drizzle like 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 in between drizzling and mist, where it wasn't quite raining enough to even call it a drizzle, but everything was fucking wet, and it was like that for hours. So everything got wet, and he uh, asked the customer, "Hey, you know what's the deal with the window? Is it dry enough around that we can do the test?" And, of course, the customer's like, of course, it's dry enough. You know, they have no idea. Um, and we get there, of course, and it's too wet to do anything. So we got to give that a couple of days, if not a week, to completely dry out so we can really get a good test going. Basically, he runs this meter around while I squirt water at the window and try to detect where the moisture is happening. However, and this is where I saw something that I wasn't ready to see. Uh, 
the uh, the couple that lives in this home um the husband had been has been in a uh, uh he's a little uh, little convalescent he had been in a terrible accident and he can't really walk all that well and they have physical therapy come and take him out and he tries to walk as much as he can but it's not he's not he, the old man's in bad shape but he's he's a trooper he's in good spirits he smiles and he waves when we came into the house, we walked into the front door. As we walked into the front door, living room to the left of us. It's a very open space, and he is in the corner in his little chair watching television. And the wife says uh, to the man, hey, you know, the guys are here. They're going to check the, 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 the window. And we look over and we say, hello, sir. And that's when we saw the unexpected. The old man was in his chair, and he didn't have any pants on. No pants at all. Old man dick and balls out in the world. He's in his own home. He can have his dick and balls out. Who cares? No fucking big deal. Sit in your chair, watch your Fox News, old man, and your dick and balls are out. And we were there, and we waved over to the old man. We said, hi, how you doing, sir? And uh, and she says, do you remember these guys? And he goes, yeah. Hi, sir. Okay. And she looks back at us, and then she looks back at him, and then she looked at us again. She goes, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and she went over and threw a blanket on him. <laughs> But there was a minute where it was perfectly normal, him sitting in his chair with his junk out, and we're in the house and saying hi to him. And then we go and look at the window and, and realize it's too wet to do anything, so we got out of there. But I was like, man. And I wa- we're walking back to the van, and I'm telling Brent, I go, man, you never know what you're going to expect during the day. And he's like, yeah, dude, I thought that window would be dry. I'm like, fuck it. Fucking dipshit. Fucking old man's chodes hanging out for all the world to see. Oh, man. In fact, I didn't even say anything. Like, he like he pretended like it was no big deal. And it, I guess it kind of wasn't a big deal. It didn't really bother me, but, you know, again, something that you might have seen it before, but every time you do see it, you're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. You know, it's a little... um. It's a little, 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 little surprise, surprise. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, let's see. Last week we had the Boils Bistro Blowout. Um, had a good show, had a good show. I was a little worried about the turnout because it seemed like it was going to be thin. But as what happens almost every week now, um, by the time I start, you know, show time's at 7.30, but realistically, I'm starting the show at 7.45, and uh, at 7.30, it's fucking slim, you know what I mean? But by the time I get on the mic and say, hey, um, the place is filled up nice, and they're ready for comedy. And uh, I got I got regulars that are showing up every uh, every month. Um, so uh, it's cool. It's 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 nice. I, I I don't I don't do an event bright for the bistro. I just kind of go on the you know, I post on Facebook and I post on Instagram my flyers that uh, Kevin the AV guy makes for me. Kevin the AV guy was absent again. Three months in a row. And so we got the crowd to say, fuck you, Kevin, the AV guy, once again. And that was nice, but uh, I was having problems with the sound. I can't fucking, I can't hold the phone in my hand and turn the thing up and down and hit the thing. It just doesn't want to fucking work. Although, my screen is cracked pretty bad on my phone. In fact, I might need to get a new phone because... um, so I got the protective glass over the regular glass. And I got a few cracks in the protective glass, but 
the regular glass, the actual phone glass, has cracked somehow. And now I'm starting to see little shards of glass sort of uh, kind of float in there. It's sticking to the protective glass, and they're loose. And when I press things on the phone, sometimes I catch it just right, and it'll keep a thing pressed. So a uh, little bit of the phone is starting to malfunction because of the the glass. Um, I have a iPhone uh, 10 or an iPhone X. I have an XR, and maybe I um, maybe I get the 14. I don't know. We will see. We will see. Um, we will see. I um, the phone plan is is to be separated here shortly, where I will not be paying for two phones. Uh, the uh, the split with the wife. Uh, she has started to take care of some stuff on her own, and one of them being the phone. She's almost, almost there. She's not quite there, but she's almost there. Um, so that's going. In fact, uh, more stuff got packed up this week. Uh, got more stuff out of the apartment and out of my eyesight, so I can continue in my healing. So I'm not staring at her stuff going boo-hoo-hoo. That stuff's hers. I wish she was here. Um, But, of course, I don't want her to be here if she's not happy. So um, it is uh, It is what it is. Um, So, uh, anyway, Bistro Show. Uh, like I said, decent turnout, good turnout. Uh, all the comics did very well. Uh, fuck, who did we have? Ah. <laughs> Jay Rich headlined. Uh, I gave a guest set to, uh, J.D. Arandia. Um, and then we had, oh, we had Funky Sam Medina. We had a great set. And then, uh, uh. Ashley Monique was booked, but she had double booked, so she decided to take the other gig instead of my gig. The other gig, a, a, a guaranteed paying gig, my gig, a tip jar show, but, you know, whatever. Um, so uh, I gave another guest set to uh, to Connor, uh, uh, Connor Lons Lonsdale. Uh, and then we had Jason Cole. Uh, Jason Cole had a great, great set. Shit. Jason Cole had the best set in the bistro that he's had so far. Um, just fucking rapid fire and just bang, 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 bang. In fact, I should fucking text him because I didn't, haven't had a chance to uh, um, prop him out properly. Um, and uh, Jesus Cruz. Fucking Jesus Karaoke Cruz. Fucker sings. Fucking... 45% of a set. Uh, <laughs> and then my man Jay Rich, um, who thanked me once again for having him at his place and uh, enjoys the challenge that is the bistro as far as he's concerned. He feels like most of the places he, he does, um, he's comfortable in those rooms and he bangs the shit out and he gets the laughs easy. He feels like the bistro, he has to work really hard to get the laughs. Um, but he also fucking, I think the last time he did the bistro, he just freestyled a set off the top of his head. So um, he is definitely out there um, flexing and doing some shit that, um, doing some shit that I definitely don't have the balls to do. I don't got the balls to fucking try to freestyle a set off the top of my head and not do any of the material that I know that's in the bag. That's fucking crazy. Um, but uh, anyway, Tip Jar was fat. And then shout out to Music Depot. Um, downtown Hayward, Music Depot, my man Pete. Uh, go see him if you need any kind of gear. Uh, the Boyles Bistro Blowout is now sponsored by the Music Depot. So uh, I got a big old banner that I put up. It's got the Music Depot information on it. And we're putting their little 
putting their little uh, logo on the flyers. So, um, yeah, I fucking, I've, I've sold out. I've sold out. I got a sponsor, a legit sponsor. Shit, maybe I should start doing, uh, giving them a little, little commercial. Maybe I should do a fucking makeshift commercial for um, Music Depot on, uh, on the podcast. In fact, I should probably write that down. I will write it down now. Give myself a reminder. Um, so that was rad. And then, uh, so that was Thursday. Friday, did I? Was I supposed to do something on Friday? Oh, I had a, uh, was that Friday? No. I don't think I did. I think I just, no, I was chilling at home Friday. Because, again, work's slow for me right now. So, um... I finished up a thing Thursday early during the day uh, for my cousin out in San Francisco. And uh, this fucking squirrely bastard. So he pays me, right? Pays me through uh, PayPal. No problem. Easy fucking best, probably best way to do it. Um, And then well, as I was there on Thursday finishing up, basically I was there to do, I had a small couple things to do. And then basically get all my equipment, you know, all my paint gear out of there, loaded into the van. He somehow snuck over there as I wasn't even uh, undetected. He snuck over there and dropped a little, uh, it gave me a tip. And he put it inside the van uh, back, you know, in the cargo area, you know, where I'm, you know, so I'm, you know, bringing stuff in and out. And apparently I took us, you know, took some time before I brought the next load of stuff out. And I had the slide, the, the, the side of the van open in the area of San Francisco. That's like crimeless. You know what I mean? I wasn't worried about anybody walking by and taking anything out of the van in this particular area, you know, of San Francisco. It's uh, uh Mount, uh, Mount Davidson. Um, and, uh, it's just a, just to do, it's a to do area. Um, and I might've told this story before, but remind me and I'll tell, I'll tell the story about my, uh, my cousin's neighbor. Um, but anyway, the other neighbor on the other side, uh, had, uh, come out. And as I started, she was super concerned. She thought I was, you know, she's like, you're not going to get overspray on my house, are you? I'm like, no, ma'am. I'll be very careful. I'm monitoring the wind. The wind just fucking whips in between the two houses in this area. You know, they're up on a hill just enough. And you're, you're up on a hill high enough that if I get up on a ladder, I can see fucking Ocean Beach. You know what I mean? Like, the ocean is right there. And, um... You know, but the wind fucking starts whipping in there, especially in the afternoon. So I did have to be careful. And in fact, there was a couple of days where I couldn't fucking I couldn't spray because it was too windy. It was just whipping through there. So um, so the job went a little longer than I anticipated. But anyway, uh, I had painted this. Uh, my cousin had this uh, security gate over this one window, and. Um, <laughs> Funny thing about this, this uh, you know, you know the bars on the window, you know what I mean? But this particular bars on the window actually had a deadbolt on it. So you could actually open it if you wanted to, right? Um, I asked him if he had the key for it. He said, no. I said, well, I need to get it open so I could paint it. So, you know, we're going to have to get this window open. The window was actually painted shut. So I had to get in there and, you know, try to get in between the bars enough to scrape the edges of the window to fucking pop it open we finally get it popped open and we go to turn the deadbolt to open it to open the security gate that's on this window because it's the window into the garage on the ground floor and we actually turned it and locked it this motherfucker's had this house for like 10 years he hasn't been living it in the last five but this whole fucking time he's i've never touched that gate i've never touched those bars the first time he tries to fucking unlock it and he actually ends up locking it. It had been unlocked this whole fucking time. <laughs> anyway. So uh, I get it open. I'm able to paint it, whatever. And the neighbor at says, 
Oh, thank you for painting that. That looks great. Now it looks decorative. I look out my kitchen window and I see that window all the time. And it's always bothered me because it's always looked so shabby. <laughs> so she'll thank you for making that look very nice, you know. So anyway, he's super stoked on the job that I did. And he snuck over somehow with me without me seeing. And he dropped the envelope inside the van. And be it that I had this nice exchange with this neighbor. And that we are in such a well-to-do area. I thought the neighbor gave me a tip. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. But I'm sitting there thinking. And this is where I am such an idiot. And come from such a, you know, just, you know, not having money kind of type of living that I've always lived. I thought, oh must be a really nice neighborhood that you get a tip from the neighbor for painting a house <laughs> of course that's not gonna happen in any world ever but in my little mind i was hopeful that you know there are that kind of people and i told my cousin i said yeah ended up with an envelope in there with a little you know with some money in there i assume it's from the neighbor because she was really happy with me painting the fucking security gate He's like, oh, really? The neighbor, huh? Okay. A couple of hours go by. And he's all, you nimrod. I snuck over there and dropped that envelope in your in your van. I'm like, ah, you dick. You know? Anyway. So, like I said, that was Thursday. And then we had the bistro that night. Um, Friday. What did I do? I don't think I did shit on Friday. I think I just laid it fucking laid around in my misery. Oh, I think I, this is where I watched a couple of movies. I watched a couple of movies. I think I watched them back to back which we'll get to in a minute. But um, I watched, uh, no, let, let, I'll do that. I'll I'll tell you about the movies. Where are we at on time? Got to watch, got to watch the clock. Got to watch the clock because, you know, I run out of space. Um, But I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about Friday. And, oh, shit. That's what happened on Friday night. God damn it. My fucking mind is just all over. I just... Friday, I did have a, a easy day during the day, chilled, watched the two movies. But Friday night, I had some comedy to do. I was booked at the Faction Brewery. Shout out to Jason Toops and his uh, Alameda Comedy Works. The Alameda Comedy Works does a few shows in the Bay Area. They are doing shows again. They did they did Faction Brewery before the world tried to end. And this was the first show back. Um or no, this is the second show. This was the second show back. This was the second show back from um since, you know, since the Pandy. So uh he was, you know, excited. It was the second show. The first show did well. He was a little worried about this show because I guess the pre-sales weren't, uh, you know, these are, this is a paid fucking people are chart, you know, paying 15 bucks to see this show. You know what I mean? So, um, he was a little worried because the pre-sales were a little low, but it ended up filling out and he got, uh, you know, got to where he wanted it to be. Although he did say when he was doing it before he was doing like over 200, uh, but he was happy to get the 120 that he got, uh, on Friday. Uh, Joe Hill headlined, uh, who I know online, but I had never met face to face. Uh, he gave me some nice compliments. Um, he's an actual, you know, national touring comic, um, but a small reputation for, um, maybe doing bits that aren't his. So, um, you know. When you hear that about a cat, you're always leery, you know, and, and, and maybe almost afraid to do your material because maybe it ends up on his shit after, you know, but um, I don't know. We'll see. I don't think I got anything to worry about. I My shit's from a whole other whole other world compared to what he does. Uh, My man, Big T, Terrell Butler, he was on the he was on the show as well Had a monster set. Um, Brooke Heinegan had a good set. Uh, who else was on that? Um, Kathy, Kathy Zhao. Is that her name? 
But I went first. I went bullet. So uh, Jason had a decent set to open up as the host set, but he didn't necessarily pop the room. And um, I feel like I popped the room. I feel like I got some big laughs and uh, got people going. So uh, I did my job going bullet. Um, uh, Faction Brewery is on the Alameda Naval Base, the now defunct uh, Naval Base. And um, people, you know, the the uh, apartments that were on there that were for um, that were for uh, people that were stationed there, you know, because it was a military base. Um, those apartments are now rented out to civilians, um, whereas before it was rented out to uh, military personnel. Uh, my this is the base that my mother and father worked at the Alameda Naval Air Station is what it used to be called. And, um, my, you know, every time I am on the base in one of these, you know, the faction breweries in an old fucking warehouse that was used for storage and, and, uh, it's a fucking warehouse. You know, I don't know what they use that shop for, but it was used as a shop for various, whatever. It could have been a machine shop. It could have been the fucking paint shop for all I know. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, my... My father worked there for 30 years and it's more than likely he painted it at one point because he was, you know, he was on a crew of a small crew of a, a, a small, a small handful of guys that were painters that were on the base and they would paint fucking everything, you know? So, um, I don't know. I always, uh, I always kind of think about that. In fact, when you drive in, there's spots that I actually remember seeing because I remember going there as a kid with my mom to work, you know? So, you know, there's some spots that look the same that I have like memories of. I'm like, Oh shit. I remember that, you know? Um, and you know, it's totally, you know, a little bit dilapidated at this point, you know what I mean? But there are areas that look familiar to me, you know, and there's tons. I mean, there's, I'm sure they've taken some buildings out, but, but, but also I remember my father telling me long time ago, Whatever you do, don't go on that island, meaning the island of Alameda, especially the base. He claims that twice driving into work, looking down in between the buildings as he's driving, he saw men in white suits pouring glowing shit into the ground. He said he saw that twice. Um... I don't know how uh, nuclear waste would be <laughs> on that base. But that's what the old man claims. I have no way to confirm or deny. Let's just say that's what the old man has told me. But um, but yeah, I had a I felt good about my set at, at, at faction. I was uh, and then and Jason was stoked on it, too. And he said that he'll. Uh, you know, keep me in mind for uh, his other spots. He said, I will be in the rotation. So, because he's always looking for, you know, he's constantly, you know, booking, booking folks, you know. Anyway, so during the day on Friday, I watched two movies. And how I ended up having a good comedy set after watching these two movies, who knows? But I watched The Whale. And I watched a movie called Pieces of a Woman. If you haven't seen The Whale, it's rough. That is, uh, I, I, I actually found myself identifying with the the main character, and uh, you know, my maybe a little spoiler, but you know, he's struggling. You know, he's become morbidly, morbidly obese. Um, has trouble walking. In fact, has a hard time getting around, and uh, he's he's learned that he's probably dying very soon. And he tries to reconnect with the daughter that uh, he had sort of left the family, left his wife and his daughter, because he um, 
was a little ashamed of his homosexual relationship that he was having. So he left to be with with the mans. And that man had passed away since. And now he's trying to connect, reconnect with his daughter before he dies. So it was heavy. It was fucking heavy. A very, very heavy movie. And uh, um, I, on purpose, sort of was, you know, maybe scrolling social media while I was watching the movie so that I wouldn't be completely pushed into the movie to the point where any, you know, heavy emotional thing that I could, you know, that, that, that could, you know, maybe trigger me, you know, send me reeling into, uh, into tears. So I kind of on purpose didn't, you know, really get involved in the movie. Um, but I definitely feel like if I really got into it that, yeah, it would fucking suck. As far as the uh, the heaviness of the movie, it's fucking. It touches on a few different things, and it's just fucking. You know, anytime kids are involved, and in, uh, you know, kids, younger kids in a relationship, you know, relationship with their parents. Although this this uh, he's trying to reconnect with his teenage daughter. You know, it's it's tough. It's tough. Um. And then I turned around and watched a fucking another movie after that. This movie called Pieces of a Woman about a um, a couple that is having a child. She's pregnant and uh, they have a, a doula coming to the home because they want to have a home birth. And the regular doula that they want, again, spoiler alerts, uh, the regular doula that they want that they've been working with can't make it because she's on another call with another client. So the backup doula comes in. And she's a little unsure about the backup doula, but the backup doula comes in, starts doing the thing, and, you know, there's a little bit of complications, and she doesn't feel right about it, and makes some bad decisions, and compromises the baby, the baby is born, it's breathing okay, and then the baby turns blue, and the baby dies. I said spoiler alert, right? And it fast forwards to how this, you know, the I mean, your poor your postpartum depression is going to be tenfold if you actually lose the child during fucking childbirth, right? I mean, god damn. So, and then you see the collapse of the marriage, and there's a trial because the 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 doula is getting brought up on charges for 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 neglect, and it's just fucking heavy, fucking heavy. And then at the end, there's a little twist, slightly. But again, two fucking heavy movies I watched in a row and I, I fucking take a shower and leave the house and go do some fucking comedy. <laughs> so fucking, I don't. Uh, when I first started doing comedy, I made sure that I was in like that I was rested and that I was in a good mood and that I was like actually listening to comedy as I got closer to the show. Like I'd put my headphones on and put Pandora on on my Louis C.K. fucking channel and actually listen to comedy and just kind of, you know, to hear the rhythm of it. And it kind of helped me. Um, and it never because a lot, a lot of comics say they don't like listening to comedy because they're afraid that they're going to um, be influenced by somebody else's bit or somebody else's style to the point where they might say something in somebody else's style and in somebody else's voice. And I don't feel like um, that ever happens when I listen to other people's shit. You know, um, I don't know. It just uh, doesn't seem like it, 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 it affects me in that same way. I don't know. Maybe I'm a fucking, maybe I'm weird like that. Um, so that was Friday night, Faction Brewery, Alameda. Saturday, I went to a memorial, and, um, I feel bad because I almost forgot about it, but I get a text in the morning from my good friend Phil, uh, Phil Bailey, um, and, uh, he hit me up, and he's like, uh, you better be, I better see you today at the memorial, and I was like, oh, shit. So I text him back. Of course, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely I'll be there. <laughs> so 
So uh, uh, the memorial of our friend. Uh, uh, so my buddy Phil was in a band called Tribal Disco Noise. And um, this uh, uh, Joel, uh, Joel Stites, uh, was the keyboard player for Tribal Disco Noise. So uh, this was the memorial for Joel Stites, um, who passed away a couple of months ago um, uh, from heart uh, complications, apparently. And uh, and he's uh, originally from... Uh, well, he grew up in Pleasanton, and so a lot of his friends still live there, and uh, that's where the band started, and that's where, you know, so those guys from that band were there, and uh, a lot of people just, you know, that remember the band and remembered him, and he was one of these guys that was, uh, you know, you meet these guys sometimes, and... Um, depending on their personality and what kind of cat they are, they will make you feel like you are their, one of their closest friends that you've ever had. And Joel had that unique ability to make everyone he talked to feel like they were on the inside. And, you know, he had a, a unique ability to remember details of your life, whether you told them to him or not. You know, he just had that ability to uh, to really sort of connect with you on a deeper level than what most people allow themselves to connect with other people. And he was always up. He was always in a good mood. He was always laughing. Monster keyboard player. Monster piano player. Like the man could fucking play, you know. So, um uh, a, a a big talent lost and a big personality and a really, really, really good guy uh, lost. So uh, uh, RIP to Joel Stites, my man. Uh, all right, let's do uh, let's do this. Black guy. Fat guy food hacks. Yeah. <laughs> we got another one. We got another one. A little fat guy food hack. This is a simple one. All right. Easy. Very easy. Subway sandwiches. When you go to Subway, ask them, and it doesn't matter what bread you do it on, ask them, to cut your bread in a V. Ask for a V cut on your bread. Very important. This enables them to stuff way more shit inside the bread than when they just do the regular slice. Usually they just take the bun and they slice it, open it, and they throw shit in there. The V cut allows, it actually makes like a little fucking boat and allows for more vittles to get thrown into your sandwich and makes it so that the shit doesn't flop out. It actually holds the stuff in better than just the slice. Your fat guy food hack for this episode. V-cut on your bread. Get the V-cut. You will not be sorry. How about that? How about that? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dirties of all ages, this is the part of the podcast where me, a longtime lover of the heavy metal and extreme music thereof, listens to a song on the Billboard Hot 100 that I probably will hate. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little reaction to um, a song on the pop charts. Uh, this week, um, a new number one, um, uh, Walter Morgan. Is that his name? No, not Walter Morgan. What's the guy? Morgan... 
the guy that was yelling the N-word? I forget his name. Anyway, he's at number one with a song that we reacted to a few weeks back. Um, the um, the the uh, BTS solo effort. Uh, usually when a song hits number one, you know, the next week, if it's not number one, it's at least in the top ten. This motherfucker's down, like, in the 30s or some shit like that. That song dropped way the fuck off. Like, them BTS folks, like, locked onto that song and let that shit go. Buh-bye! Buh-bye. Um, the song we are doing this week, I believe, is the number two song. On the Billboard charts on the Hot 100, um, the song is called "Kill Bill," and it is by SZA. I don't think I've done this song. I was looking at that and I was like, "Did I do this song already?" And I don't think I did. But we're gonna find out right now as we listen to a little SZA, "Kill Bill." All right. To my iPad. God damn it. There we go. Man, that doesn't sound familiar at all. Jesus Christ. How about that beat, though? That's almost some fucking boom bap, huh? I'm so mature. I'm so mature. Drums understated again. I'm telling you, that's a new trend in, in pop music and hip hop. The understated drums. God damn it. Why? How about that halftime little swing right there? Claiming to be mature because you have a therapist, but yet you're having thoughts of killing your ex-boyfriend. Interesting. Oh my god, she's killing everybody! Why not? Murder! Wow! In my never pay attention to lyrics, those lyrics fucking jumped out at me. God damn! Rather be in hell than be alone. Killed the ex. He's gonna kill the. Kill his girlfriend next. God damn! That's some, um. That's the urban version of uh, uh, took my keys to his front or whatever. What's that fucking? Who was that? Uh, the Trisha Yearwood? No, that's not Trisha Yearwood. Who's the uh? Who's uh, uh Carrie Underwood? Is that who that is? Took took a knife to his leather seats and keyed his car. Whatever she did, she did some wild shit to the dude's truck, right? <sighs> Chicks be tripping, yo! <laughs> Man! I guess, uh, 
I guess you have to have that, right? You have to have the female violent version of, you know, men have been talking about, you know, doing wild shit to women for a long time, especially in hip hop. You know, then my voices crack all weird in hip hop. Um, so hey, you know, let the let let the females get their violent on. Kill some motherfuckers. Kill them. Get out there. Dudes are dickheads anyway. Serves them right. Do some wild shit. You're going to get killed. You'll get killed. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, have we covered what we need to cover? I think we got it. Oh. <laughs> so uh, as I was at the memorial, uh... I walked with my buddy Phil and, an, and a, another friend of his, this guy that I just met that 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 day, and um, we walked. Uh, Phil had brought his kids with him, and I hadn't met his kids because Phil lives in my buddy Phil lives in uh, in uh, Los Angeles, um, and he. Um, you know, the memorial was a long memorial, dude. It started at 2, and it went to 7. It's like a five-hour long thing, and people were getting up on a stage, and they were talking, and then a couple guys did some music. Um, and Joel's, uh, the last band he was just in, they came up from Los Angeles, and they played some music. Um, so it was a long to-do. And there was drinks. I think there was an open bar. Um, slight light beers and maybe uh, wine or whatever. Uh, I got a free Diet Coke uh, <laughs> and a couple of free waters. Had some finger foods. Had some cool little. Um, had some pulled pork uh, sliders. Anyway, we walked a couple doors down because we were downtown Pleasanton. We walked out of the. Uh, it was held at the uh, the vet's hall. We walked and got uh, some gelato. And uh, I said, well, shit, I go, it's the middle of the day. I can handle some gelato. Uh, my lactose intolerance won't affect me. And be it that it's gelato, I don't think gelato has dairy in it anyway, right? So fuck yeah, let's go. So he takes the kids. We get some gelato. And we're talking. And um, he asked me what I was doing tomorrow. Because this was on Saturday. So he's also, uh, what are you doing tomorrow? Are you going to go see your mom? Or I go, what? Uh, I go, what's... He's like, tomorrow's Easter. And I was like, oh, shit, is it really? <laughs> I'm such a goddamn heathen. I had no idea that Sunday was Easter until Saturday. Just completely oblivious to when Easter was happening this year. Because Easter's a sneaky motherfucking de- holiday. It's, it's all, it's, it could be at the end of March all the way into mid-April. It's sneaky. There's like a three and a like a three week window in which it could be. And it's always a it's just it's wacky. I finally there was an explanation on it. It has to do with um it literally has to do with the 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 the, the moon and 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 the planet alignments or whatever of a, you know this needs to happen and then then it's the you know the Sunday after the full moon. What is it's the it's the Sunday after the first full moon after the spring equinox or some shit like that. Fuck if I know, dude. Fuck if I know. And apparently that is can have a three week variance. So Nonetheless, Easter snuck up on a dude like a thief in the night. Was gonna take my take my eggs. I didn't have no eggs. I had nothing. Alright, let's uh let's get out of here. Thank you for uh supporting your dude, huh? Uh, rate, review, subscribe. I don't think I've said that in a while. 
Um, rate, review, subscribe. It helps out. It helps out. Um, send your complaints or suggestions to Sean underscore Boyles at yahoo.com. Uh, let me know what you think about what I'm doing here. Or if you know me on the socials, just fucking get at me. Talk to me. Let me know what you're doing. Um, this week's earworm. Uh, I really don't know how this song. Fuck, I woke up this morning with this song stuck in my head. And I don't know how or why. Uh, I don't know how it got triggered. I just had fucking zoom, doom, doom, boom, 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 boom. I just had the the main riff stuck in my song or stuck in my head, and so I was fucking humming it most of the day today. Uh, a little, uh, a little thin Lizzie, ladies and gentlemen, a little thin Lizzie. Jailbreak is your earworm of the week. Uh, all right. How do you think? How do you think about that? Um, again, thanks for hanging out with me for another episode of the Sean Boyles podcast. Be good. Keep it dirty. And I'll see you dick knuckles next week.
fuck Staten Avenue, and fuck Ace Freely. Brought to you by Blowout Productions.